On October 5th, 2020, the Hill Times in Canada's capital ran an op-ed by the Chinese ambassador to Canada, Kong Pei Wu, that began nostalgically, quote, when I worked in the Chinese embassy in Canada 20 years ago, I did not expect that 20 years later, the temperature in Ottawa could exceed 30 degrees Celsius as early as late May, end quote. That was rather an odd thing for him to have said since it actually happened regularly back then. In 1998, Ottawa's temperature exceeded 30 degrees Celsius on May 16th. 1999, it happened on May 30 and May 31. In 2001, it did it on the 2nd and 3rd of May, and in 2004, it hit that mark on May 14th. But the ambassador wasn't interested in the truth, and since the Hill Times did not print the climate discussion nexus reply to its disingenuous missive, I'm going to present it here. In our letter in response, we noted that the ambassador must have lived in a permanent state of astonishment. But to give him as much credit as we could, we noted that he mentioned how, quote, climate change is exerting increasing impact on people's lives, quote. And we said, okay, perhaps his memory failed him as to specifics about temperatures in May, but for them to show up regularly might represent a departure from earlier cooling and more verdant conditions in our city. Nope. In 1989, it happened on May 18th and 19th. In 1986, on May 29th. And what if 1977, back when North American media outlets were speculating about a new ice age and Ambassador Kong's nation was staggering out of the bloody cultural revolution inflicted by Mao Zedong? Well, in that year, Ottawa experienced a heat wave with temperatures over 30 degrees on five of six days between May 25th and 30th. Incidentally, Ottawa also hit 30 degrees on May 8th back in 1939, May 21st in 1941, May 10th in 1953, and there are plenty of other examples which you can find on the Canadian government website climate.weather.gc.ca. Search for yourself. Now, it might seem surprising that with so many people working in his embassy, including many intelligence agents, Ambassador Kong could not find someone to check his fond recollections against this readily available data. But of course, his purpose was no more to speak honestly about climate than about his government's policy toward Canada. His letter is full of honeyed words about our shared values as part of a transparent effort to separate America from other democratic nations. He wrote, quote, During my one-year stay here, I found that climate change has drawn the attention of most Canadian people. China, like Canada, attaches great importance to climate change. Despite the United States' withdrawal from the Paris Agreement, China and Canada have not stopped our cooperation on climate change, end quote. Bosh. His government, and he knows it, is building coal plants at breakneck speed both at home and abroad while trying to persuade Western democracies to hobble themselves economically and geopolitically. China openly declares its intent to achieve world domination by the 100th anniversary of the founding of the murderous Mao Zedong regime in 2049, an undertaking in which it is conspicuously aided by goading other nations into embracing foolish and crippling net zero by 2050 rules, which it has no intention of meeting. Of course, he didn't put it that way. His phrasing was more delicate. He said, quote, with a keen sense of responsibility for the whole mankind, China actively promotes the building of a community with a shared future for mankind, end quote. Yes, under their red flag. Talleyrand said God gave diplomats tongues so they might conceal their thoughts, but the ambassador really has to try harder, giving the glaring gap between his sweet words and the harsh facts, including his government's terrible policies of oppression in Hong Kong, its expansionist military buildup, its hostage diplomacy, and the choking smog in Chinese cities. He may pretend to have fond memories of how it was once much cooler in Ottawa, but he's not telling the truth. And the truth is 
China is not interested in fighting climate change, and China is no friend of Canada. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson. Thank you.